dangerous. Beware, it's dangerous. It's gonna be one of us in a trip close zone because we're the pirate optimus. To the west, to the east, gonna find the way, stay the way, all the way. Ahoy, and welcome back to Piecemeal. This is a One Piece Book Club podcast. I'm your Captain Tyler, and my Nakama joining me tonight are Matt. Ha 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 ha! Weaklings! Jason. You're unhinged. <laughs> Laura. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Melissa. I, I'm... Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Theo. I can hear your voice. Oh, I was hoping I someone would pick that one. I like that one yeah. so much. Yeah! <laughs> it's a good one! <laughs> that is a good one. Every week on this show, we read and discuss one volume of the famously ongoing manga One Piece. And this week, we're reading volume 22, which is entitled Hope! With two exclamation marks. I love hope. This volume also contains chapter 200. We've hit it. Wow. So we're chugging along. I feel like this second 100 went past uh, a lot faster than the first one did. I think it did too. Yeah. I feel like we too. Yeah, we've kind of been technically in the same arc the entire time. Yeah, Yeah. that's true. We did start with a bi-weekly cycle too, so that stretched it out. But yeah, this one just feels like it goes by a lot quicker somehow. It helps that a lot of it is this alabaster arc, so yeah. we're all sort of just chomping at the bit for the next thing. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just full. It's alabaster coming at you. <laughs> if we include the first time that we're introduced to any Baroque Works members, uh, the past ten volumes have been about the same storyline. <laughs> That's true. That's a lot. Which is almost half of what we've read. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Vivi's come a long way. Indeed. I'm proud of her. Uh, From Miss Wednesday. (laughs) Uh, Before we get started, I do have a question for all of you that is related to the text this week, which is, um, what is something that you haven't given up on no matter how many times it pushes back against you? Hmm. And I can start with my uh, answer as an example, as you all think. Yeah, lead the way. Mm -hmm. Which is playing Dark Souls. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) Um... (laughs) Yeah. When it first came out, I bought it because I heard reviews about it and its difficulty, but also just I like anything that has a character creator in it. So mm-hmm. I figured, why mm-hmm. not? I'll give it a try. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I made it to the first level, I think, and stopped for months. Uh, and then I picked it up again and I played it to Sin's Fortress and I stopped for months. And then I picked it up again, and I got to the Archers of Anor Londo, and I stopped again for months. <laughs> so, oh, this is just the original Dark Souls. This is the original Dark Souls, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, I had not played Demon Souls, so this was my first experience with this brand of game. Mm-hmm. And that was all on the 360. And then I purchased it again for the PS3 just for no reason. <laughs> yeah. And then I did that again on Steam, uh, and I've done that again on Switch. So I think I how own Dark now? Souls on everything that can play Dark Souls. <laughs> yeah, that's my question: is how many how many Dark Dark Souls do you have? Uh, <laughs> as many consoles as I have, I believe. <laughs> All right. And and have you beaten it yet? Oh yeah, several okay. times now. Okay. But it was a long See, process to get there. <laughs> I I had a friend, a uh, past coworker of us, um, mm-hmm. loan me Dark Souls because he really liked it, and I. 
and he was like, take your time, like, it's really hard, but, like, it's challenging, like, you know, you could keep it for however long you need it. Mm-hmm. And I took it home, and I played it, and uh, whatever that first boss is that you <laughs> run into, that I don't even know is, like, a boss boss, it might just be, like, a mid thing. Yeah. Like uh, that first demon in the prison? Yeah, maybe. I didn't get very far. Um, <laughs> I died, like, twice, and I said, I get it, and then brought it back <laughs> to him the next day. <laughs> I'm good, actually. <laughs> I can expand that to just following the trail of, of video games. Mm-hmm. I can expand that to uh, playing all of the video games in my library. <laughs> not gonna, not gonna fucking happen. Because <sighs> it's not that anything pushes back on me. I push back on myself because yeah. something on my wish list get goes on a steam sale or something right yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then and then well, the, chuck the, it on the pile you know, yep. yeah it's on the pile now right <laughs> that's yeah that's relatable and now there's the added pressure of well i could play this but maybe i want to play this on a stream maybe, <laughs> like maybe <laughs> this is a stream game so now all these video games have been upgraded to like you have the two good piles china plates yeah, <laughs> we're just like you know. That's the you know. Those are the games we have. We play when we have guests over. <laughs> the nice games. Don't take those out for the chicken nuggets. You know. I just want to do that too. That's just more reason for me to visit you. Exactly. I, yeah, that's good. Um, I feel like I feel like this is kind of an asshole way to answer this question. Go for I feel it. like I feel like I've grown a lot lately. Mm-hmm. So I have several things that I feel like I have recently given up on <laughs> that I'm okay with. Sure. That's um, perfectly fine, too. That, uh, like, uh, buying and playing Smash Brothers games. Yeah. <laughs> Same. Um, not... Just I, excise took, that from your life. It took me three or four generations of that to realize that I'm not particularly good at it and don't particularly enjoy it. Yeah. Um, Same hat. (laughs) I just buy anything that has Zelda in it. Me too! (laughs) (laughs) Really relating to this. (laughs) (laughs) Melissa, this is a a judgment-free zone. Free yourself from from this shame. Yeah. From these shackles. I I don't have Smash Brothers for the Switch. This time I said no. I said no. I will not. Said, no, thank you. I, I will not. say no more. Yes. It's a good game. You, you, I, I'm very glad that people get so much joy out of it. Um, I'm just going to sit over here and hang out. Um, play Hyrule Warriors. That I need to buy it. I want to play Hyrule Warriors. I heard it whips. Yeah. But I've never played, I played a the Muso. demo. Well, I have... I have I have um, Age of Calamity or AOC for yeah. short, but I have not played it because I think it would be a great stream game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me tell you all a secret: if you can yeah. find a Muso game that has the trappings of a property you really love, you're gonna yeah. love a Muso game. Yeah, yeah. I did right. play that's, Hyrule that's Warriors. That's really all on, it takes. I have the DS one. I played mm-hmm. a bunch of it on the on the DS, but I really want to get. The new Mr. One. Mr. Tyler, there, yeah, cor- correct correct me if I am wrong, but there is a One Piece Muso game. Multiple oh, there's One four Piece of them. Yeah. 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 Oh man, 
Uh, and I also got the platinum trophy in the fourth wow, one. Wow, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm afraid to pick that one up because I'm yeah, imagining they're... it's all going to be like post-time skip spoiler hell for me. Yeah, don't um, do that yet. Yeah, okay. But someday you'll be able to enjoy Pirate Warriors. Appre- appreciate it. <laughs> also, I, I, a brief second one um, that uh, I, I freed myself from, that work from home help, helped me free from the shackles of my lifelong attempts at being a morning person. <laughs> Yo. Yeah. Nope. I'm I'm going to get up at 8. There we go. Actually, I'm going to get yeah, up at 8. Why... And and hey, and then stay up late cuz that's mm-hmm. what my brain wants. Cuz that's how that's you want to live. Yeah. yeah. That's what I... your body. Yeah. That's so... what I keep pushing back against cuz I'm like I got to get up, I got to go to the gym. Mm-hmm. I got to go to the gym cuz I can't go to the gym after work cuz it's way too crowded. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And I just don't. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'll do it tomorrow. <laughs> Free yourself. <laughs> Sometimes giving up is okay. <laughs> Dreaming, though. Dreaming. Don't give it up. It's in the song. <laughs> but I, I, I'm spending more time dreaming now. That's true. Be- <laughs> because of my uninterrupted sleep. Because I'm not hitting snooze for two hours. <laughs> oh. Giving up has resulted in <laughs> superior dreaming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who knew? I'm sorry. I'm, yeah. I'm sorry, Tyler. I twisted your, I twisted your question to my dark ways. <laughs> I mean, you know, there are many dreams, and you can't dream all of them. That's true. <laughs> you can try though. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I... g- I'll give you the real one: is making a comic. Holy shit! Mm. <laughs> Ooh, dreaming. Don't... Don't fucking float that party favor in front of, like, five art school kids in their 30s. Yeah. Hey, 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 guess what my answer is? <laughs> my, so, uh, my answer is my my uh, one and only uh, issue of my self-published comic, DSRA, available mm-hmm. now on Comixology. Uh, and it's which... good, so go fucking buy it. Okay. It's, it's so cool. Hey, you did, you did it. You did a thing. You, you well, you want to know the story behind it? It took. I I want to say I started that that comic. Page one of that comic was drawn, um, twenty thirteen, maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, which the reason why Tyler goes oof is because that comic was published, uh, February twenty sixth of twenty twenty. So it, I had a lot of stop and starts on that fucking comic. I bet. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But I, I I I forced myself to never go back and redraw it because I knew if I did, uh, I would that never way lies madness. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's an endless loop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did end up actually having to redraw the first page just because it was in a different dimension from the other pages, <laughs> and if I like blew it up, it would be blurry and shitty looking. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh, you mean literally di- the dimensions? Yeah, of I thought the like yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought you meant in quality of art. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, the the redraw definitely came or, out way better. And I'm sure. <laughs> so. Or I thought you meant like, like it was in an isometric perspective. The dimensions were wrong. <laughs> no, no, the, it, it did it not have diorama. enough pixels. Yeah. <laughs> it was an interpretive song. It's it, the the DT the DPI power level was far too weak. <laughs> well, I'm not an art school kid, and I don't have a fun answer. I just have a real answer and the thing that I push back against is like or the thing that pushes back against me is you know living itself and I just keep sure. doing it sure <laughs> so that's what I do 
you're the. I think um, that's the most important thing that One Piece can teach us all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're you're the what is it the 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 Camus shoot? What is that? The absurd hero, who 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 uh, pushes back and 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 strives forward. It's that yeah. it, it's that thing in the, where it's in like the face of the absurd. Yeah, he's like uh, one must imagine Sisyphus to be happy. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't know that I like Camus that much. Just personally. That's fair. Just a lot of the French philosophers, like, they, they rub me the wrong way for, you know, silly reasons. Oh, Mostly spill- just, like, they're straight white guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> who that have tea. the money to sit and do philosophy in France. <laughs> it's like, you know, I don't know. I'm doing my work. I have an apartment. I have a job. I have a podcast with my friends. And I'm doing life, and life keeps... Pushing back, Push, but I keep pushing life back Life keeps doing it. me. Life oh, keeps yeah. getting lifey. <laughs> I don't know. The first thing that like kind of gave me hope was Vegeta in the Namek arc, where like everybody wanted him dead, but he kept doing his thing anyway. Yep. And that keeps giving me hope of like oh, I'm just yeah. gonna keep doing my thing in spite of being trans in the world. <laughs> Let me tell you about a character called Monkey D. Luffy. Yeah! <laughs> spread. Are you here to spread the good word? <laughs> uh, we should keep reading. Okay. Is what I mean by oh, can I like add one uh, can I a little story uh, for the question? Yeah. Okay. Please. Sorry, I should have brought it up earlier. But uh, it's kind of related to what Matt said. But I mean, I can't say much, but I am in process of writing something pretty pretty big and i just finished the first draft of it about a month ago uh mm-hmm. and that's a huge step for me because this is something i've been wanting to do for this project at least a year and a half um uh, just about uh and Congrats. yeah i mean yeah. It, it's only the first draft so it's really nowhere near um it's an animatic I probably... well you'll never have to do it again yeah i guess that's true but that one's out of the way (laughs) yeah but i'm i mean last year i got hit with covid and my tablet fried Mm -hmm. and like a lot of stuff happened all in a row and i was just like i have like i just got to a point where i was like if i quit now like i put so much time into it i'll be pissed if i stop so that's been the way i've been going about it i've just invested so (laughs) much spite is a powerful uh, motivator Mm -hmm. as well it is it's kind of how i am my webcomic too i have a webcomic i'm trying to revive at the same time and i'm finally going to (laughs) be able to and because i'm just like i got this far it's stupid to leave it where it is like i'm embarrassed to leave it where it is so i just keep going and it's cool anyway let's get back to that funky little pirate man named luffy I mean, this is an answer for all of us, is reading One Piece. Yeah! Because despite how it continues to come out, we're going to keep pushing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Not to say we're not enjoying the Dreaming. ride. <laughs> uh, so, this week, we're reading Volume 22. Uh, and I'll start with the author's note. Did you know, apparently, the reading comprehension rate of Japanese youth is among the highest in the world. Isn't that terrific? I mean, isn't that great? And do you know why that is? Even among the Japanese, the ones with the best reading comprehension are those who read manga. Isn't that terrific news? Seriously, isn't it Très Magnifique? French style. (laughs) Très Magnifique? (laughs) Little humble brag. (laughs) (laughs) Just tucked in at the end there. (laughs) Good going, kids in Japan 2002. Yeah, good job. (laughs) Keep reading. Reading. 
Reading comics is great. I There were two SAT words that I knew because of X-Men, so hey. <laughs> read those comics. There you go. If I was ever going to commission fan art, it would be of, like, mega characters reading a book and, like, the bottom of the panel saying, read the way that, like, a library yes. <laughs> advertisement would. Monkey D. Luffy at your library. That'd be fun. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you think maybe it should say, read and fuck? <laughs> that would be so That's good. awesome. I would never stop reading if that were the case. Uh, in the last volume having finally reached the royal palace in Alubarna, Vivi devises a plan to end the civil war, only to be thwarted by the sudden arrival of Sir Crocodile who reveals his true objective to get his hands on the most destructive weapon of the ancient world, the Pluton but first he intends to put an end to the rebellion himself by blowing up everyone near the palace regardless of whose side they're on with Luffy half dead in the Alabastan desert and the rest of the crew taking on the officer agents in the streets of Alubarna, can anyone stop this fiend from realizing his evil plan? Vesta really wants to know. <laughs> I really want to know. I think I think they're volunteering. She's invested. Oh, I'll Vesta. take down that crocodile. <laughs> oh, she would. <laughs> Cats have a way with sand. <laughs> just, run, <laughs> just running up to, to Sir Crocodile and you just hear that's so gross Luffy didn't think of that uh, continuing on with Hachi's walk on the seafloor which takes some turns this week yeah no, sure do uh, Kami is very grateful to have been rescued, but a looming shadow draws near in the background. I love KB. Uh, it is Macro and his fishman gang, the Macro Pirates. And it turns out that he and Hachi go way back. Uh, so Hachi trades Kami and Papagoo to Marco for a treasure map. Just continuing his trades, I guess. He's, he is journeying for the big Goron sword. I know it. <laughs> Uh, so now Hachi is on the hunt for a legendary, super yummy octopus fritter recipe. And he figures that with that, he will finally be able to win over the fishwoman of his dreams, Octopaco. Uh, at the end of the map, instead of a recipe, Hachi finds a giant squid named Octomash. Uh, and because this is not what he was promised, he gets big mad. Oh. <laughs> Incensed. <laughs> Am I remembering correctly that one, at least one of these macro pirates had, like, a sun tattoo like some of Arlong's pirates Sure did. did. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ooh. Interesting. What you would do, Meagle Eyes? <laughs> I, I'm remembering these X marks. <laughs> I'm looking out. Speaking of Eagle Eyes... Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love the, the guy in the new Fishman Pirates with the just the big old swollen bug eyes. <laughs> uh, returning to Alabasta, we meet King Cobra's elite fighters, the Kicking Claw Force, who have arrived to save the day. Oh, look at these badasses. <laughs> They're going to stay a really long time, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, so, regarding that, yeah, um, I've already, at the beginning of Alabasta, I aired some bitterness that I had towards the arc. Okay. Uh, and when I first read the arc, 
like when I was reading one or two chapters a month in the monthly Shonen Jump that came out and I got to these people I hated this chapter because I was like what the fuck was the point of this you just wasted a month of my life waiting on these guys <laughs> look at all, the, all this time I can see that but yeah. now I get it and I love it yeah uh, Crocodile tells them that he will let them off easy if they go home now, but they refuse, saying that it's impossible for them to return home now. And based on the marks on their arms, Chaka realizes that they have drunk a lethal potion called Fatal Fuel that grants them super strength but shortens their lives to only several more minutes. Uh-oh. Oh. You get to be superheroes. Uh, hearing that, Crocodile simply zips back up to the palace <laughs> roof to wait them out. What a shitter. <laughs> wow. Like, I love and hate this in equal measure. He says, if you're going to die anyway, why should I bother to fight you? He makes a valid point. I mean, yeah. I mean, I feel yeah. like this is on Shaka for speaking loudly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he did kind of piccolo that, didn't uh, he? Oh, yeah. <laughs> he did spill the beans. Right there. Yeah. Oh, this is the kind of thing that, like, as somebody who's rooting for the good guys, it's like, oh man, Crocodile, what a jerk. But also yeah. as somebody who's like reading the manga, looking for people acting for their best interests, it's like, wow, this is really thoughtful writing. Of course you wouldn't want to fight these guys. So if, Even I, beyond I, that, he already knows that they can't do anything to him, even if he does fight them. Yeah. So this is even <laughs> shittier of him. To not like, even give them the dignity of attacking him. Right. Because he, they would just pass through him. It doesn't matter to him. But yeah, to just yeah. step outside of it and watch them die is insanely cruel of Crocodile. <laughs> like when a, when a cat intentionally stands just outside of your wingspan. And like, <laughs> oh, and you like can't you pet clearly, the cat? And they clearly want to be pet, but they want <laughs> you to reach for it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so there's no winners. There's no winners there. For some reason, this this bit reminds me a lot of that scene from the life of Monty Python's The Life of Brian, mm-hmm. where, where in which he's on the crucifix, and a bunch of I think this was a deleted scene actually. Now that I think about it, but um, a, a bunch of samurai come up, and and they're like, "We're we're here to help you," and he's like, "Yeah," and then they all com- commit seppuku, and <laughs> it's just so absurd. This is, to me, like, the clearest distinction between uh, the people of Alabasta and Crocodile in the ways mm-hmm. that they fight and what they mm-hmm. fight for. Because mm-hmm. he, he he doesn't ever put his own skin in the game. He, he only hires people that he doesn't trust or care about. He places no... Like, he, he doesn't put any of himself in harm's way, ever. Mm. Whereas the people of Alabasta are fighting tooth and nail for their very lives. Yeah, he has no jackal in this hunt. Yeah. I don't like that you said uh, it Speaking like that. of... <laughs> well, also, I did want to point out, remember what we learned about Pell's fruit? The tweet-tweet fruit? Tweet, tweet. The, yeah, the hawk form that it was one of, what, five, five? flying yeah. Five flying types. What is Crocodile doing here if not flying to the roof? Nuh-uh. What? No, no. It's, it's not not really flying. It's turning, different. It's teleporting. He's <laughs> getting blown to the roof by ambient winds. Yeah, which he yeah. controls. He's propelling. via sandstorm. He's he's 
He's, he's propelling. It's not quite flying. Not Only five sense. in the world, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe he. Okay, here. Okay, uh-huh. here's here's a just a absolute bullshit physics answer. I can't yeah. wait to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> so he can turn himself into sand, right? Mm-hmm. But he can also turn part of himself into sand. Yes. But he can also turn himself into a bit of sand. Yes. So maybe he jumps, <laughs> and and the momentum of his human man body, he then transfers he... into a single grain of sand. Sure. Which, which then gives it the trajectory just a great is, deal of yeah. acceleration. <laughs> to it's jump some up. Breath to... of the Wild physics right there. And then and then. And then he just defies the laws of mass and <laughs> reconstitutes himself um, from the single grain of sand. I wish that were true because then Oda would take the opportunity to show him slamming into walls everywhere he goes, <laughs> which would be very funny. <laughs> if the physics thing didn't help, here's the American comic equivalent that uh-huh. Jean Grey, aka Phoenix, yes, uh, at least. It, in in early uh, iterations, she can't fly. She has telekinesis, and she telekineses herself. Oh, I see. <laughs> around you just simply lift your body with your mind, which is different yes. from flying. She does not have the power of Falling flight as say Rogue does. Yes. <laughs> I mean, that's what I would do. I would too. Yeah. Sure. There, it's it's a thin line, but there is a line between propulsion and flight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, anyway, Chaka tries to avenge the kicking claw force using his mutt mutt fruit jackal model, surprising no one. Yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> Turns out Chaka the jackal is a jackal, and what? Pell the falcon jackal? was a falcon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, also, mm-hmm. also, very cool looking. Yes, dope as hell. <laughs> uh, the straw hats all start heading towards the palace to regroup, uh, except for Zoro, who needs a blood nap. He do. In the middle of the street. Yeah. We're getting a couple of those this volume, aren't we? <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Usopp begins to cry to Sanji that the mole woman told him that Luffy was dead, but Sanji won't believe that either. I, I love the, the bit of Usopp and Chopper just, like, <laughs> convincing themselves that they, they never believed it. Yeah, I know he's alive. <laughs> Uh, Chaka falls to the ground in a bloody heap, and a new countdown timer begins for us for when the bomb will detonate in the Royal Square. 25 minutes. Um, and I love, in retrospect, all of these shots of this clock tower. Yes. It shows up in every fight scene. Yes. Yep. It sure does. Just looming in the background. Let Just ticking. Let, let the people know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, suddenly, Koza arrives at the palace and is shocked by what he sees. And he demands to know who stole the rain, and Crocodile takes all of the credit for his schemes. Uh, he says, You would have died a happier man if you hadn't discovered the truth. Uh oh. He's just gotta twist that knife. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love these shots of, of um, him just like looking around at the scene, just trying to process what he's seeing. <laughs> What yeah. the just fuck absolutely, is happening? Yeah, absolutely right. silent the whole time. Um, I don't have a huge point with this, but I did write down some like stream of conscious notes that I was thinking about during this sequence, which is like Koza's relationship to ignorance. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Like him, it. him telling him that you would have been happier if you hadn't discovered the truth made me remember Koza asking the king to just use the dance powder, and it would it would solve everything, even if it was underhanded, uh, mm. and to just lie to maintain trust with the people. I don't know. I was just thinking about that. that ooh, that is interesting. It's, it's a pointed thing to say to Koza specifically. Yeah. Uh, Cobra and Chaka entrust Koza with saving as many people as he can from the bomb. But before he can leave, Vivi tackles him to the ground. She says, you're still too rattled to think straight. If the Royal Army learns that the square is going to be blown up, chaos will reign. We won't be able to stop the war and the bloodshed will continue. Can we give a shout out to the fact that like Cobra and Chaka kind of spill the beans as to what's happening. Chaka doing this while in a bloodied heat bent over. (laughs) Doing his best. Cobras are crocodiles like you're still alive. And, and, you know, Chaka's like, hurry, get out of here! And we see Koza, like, you know, fleeing. And then mm-hmm. we just see this tiny little shunk in the background mm-hmm. of the crocodiles doing the coup de gras. I didn't catch that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, crocodile. Which, which still <laughs> yeah. isn't enough to keep him down. <laughs> Vivi and Koza go together to beg the royal army to raise a white flag and surrender before the rebels can arrive. And when they do arrive, they see their leader standing alongside the royal army, also waving a flag in surrender. This panel is so cool. It, like, when I first read it, it gave me chills. Oh, yeah. 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 It's it's one of those. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just seeing all of the guards and Koza with white flags. Just, please, stop this. Koza tries to tell them all that the fighting has ceased, but before he can finish, he is riddled with bullets which we see were fired by a royal guard with a Baroque oh, tattoo. That Mother, shitter! Motherfucker. Oh, ah, crocodile! <laughs> crocodile! <laughs> Dead gummit! These backups have backups. <laughs> oh, he's uh, railroading this campaign so hard! He's trying his <laughs> best. He really is, yeah. <laughs> uh, as Koza falls to the ground, a dust storm starts to kick up in the square, and more bullets begin to fly from Baroque Works agents in both camps, which reignites the bloodlust on both sides. No. It just makes me wonder, what did Crocodile promise the Baroque a- agents? Like, he, I know it's utopia, but like... Quote, unquote, yeah. <laughs> quote, unquote, but like, what what utopia? Specifically. Uh, the fighting is cacophonous, and though Vivi begs all of them to stop, nobody can hear her now. And it's a, we get a huge two-page spread of just fighting. Mm-hmm. Just both sides clashing. That was a gorgeous spread. Uh, she goes back to the palace and tells Crocodile that there is still hope. If she can stop the explosions, she can lessen the casualties. And Crocodile is fed up with her now. He says, if you do this, you can stop the rebellion. If you do that, you can stop the rebellion. Wake up, princess. Your idealism makes me want to vomit. Only those with true power can afford to have ideals. And he grabs Whoa. her and lifts her by the neck, holding her over the royal square, stories below. I love that quote. Uh, mm. She responds, I don't care what you think. I'll never abandon my ideals. A monster like you could never understand. As princess, I'm responsible for the welfare of my people. I will never yield to you. I will save this. And he cuts her off and says, this kingdom is doomed. You can't save it. And then he drops her, but not by letting go but by turning to sand. Oh, it's so good. Uh, I can imagine this as a movie. Yeah. And I can hear 
the 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 rabble of the fighting below and the shouting between these oh, yeah. two ideals, and then I can imagine all the sound just cuts out as the as the sand as the hand just turns into sand and blows away. Because we get a panel of like Cobra yelling, and like I know in the movie version of this in my head, mm-hmm. like this is all silent. <laughs> you oh know yeah, what I mean. Like crocodiles, straight up cackling, but there's no there's no word bubbles. There's no ha ha yeah. ha's behind mm-hmm. his head. And she and Vivi's not even screaming. Like she's not yelling or anything. She her she just you know, her mouth is pursed shut with with tears streaming from her face, and that's it. Uh, it is great in the anime too, and I say great in quotes because uh, they had the opportunity to animate Vivi desperately grasping at his arm as it starts to turn to sand and slip through it. Oh, Which just adds oh. to it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Love that. Holy shit. Yeah. But a silhouette descends from the sun, and it snatches Vivi before she hits the ground. Oh, this was so cool. Yeah. Straw Hat Luffy and Pell arrive for a rematch. Luffy can hear her voice. Vivi clutches to Luffy sobbing, frantically trying to explain what's happening to him, and she cries, everyone will be killed. No one can hear my pleas. Alabasta is... But Luffy tells her, don't worry, I can hear your voice. Oh. Goosebumps. <laughs> and what a good smile on that boy. Yeah. yeah. What a reassuring yeah. smile he has. And even a, a, a sound effect grin above him. <laughs> grin! <laughs> uh, as they land safely, the other Straw Hats arrive to cheer their captain on to go and finish things with Croc. He apologizes to them for losing in the desert, but he promises to end things once and for all here. Uh, He rockets up to the palace, aiming right for Croc, who tells him, Swing until you're blue in the face. You'll never hit me. Must I skewer you again? (laughs) And we get another two-page spread. (laughs) The page turn. What do we see? (laughs) Luffy does indeed sock the shit out of Crocodile's smug face. It's so good. (laughs) Since that cigar flying... The cigar is flying, the greasy hair is blowing behind his head. Oh. You can fucking hear the fighting game announcer going like, Counter! Right yeah. over that. <laughs> uh, he then topples him with a gum-gum buzzsaw as uh, Croc is starting to realize what is happening to him. And Luffy lets him know, I figured it out back there. When the water from Yuba soaked your arm, I could grab it. If water touches you, you can't turn to sand. That's why you stole the rain. You're afraid of water. Now I can hit you. Get ready for a real fight, Sandman. You tell him. Enter night. While Luffy deals with Crocodile, the other Straw Hats and Pell have ten minutes to help Vivi find and dispatch whoever is going to launch the bomb into the square. And Zoro and Sanji even work together to clean up the remaining broke work scrubs. I love this. Uh, while everybody else sure runs do. off mm-hmm. to search the city. I love it. Ten minutes minus how many seconds will this take? Don't waste time <laughs> talking. Two seconds. Damn. They're willing to cooperate for two seconds. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> That's a record. Put that down. Uh, we we kind of glossed over, but there was another really funny moment when the Straw Hats gathered. Where Sanji's mad at Zoro, who was carrying Nami. He's like, why is Nami injured while Zoro's just like, literally drenched in his own blood? (laughs) She's not even that injured. It's just her ankle. Yeah. Just that good old Achilles tendon. Mm. (laughs) 
I mean, what is that in anime? That's that's nothing. <laughs> We've mentioned it before, but I do just want to point out how much I love that they keep getting to do things while the big fight is happening. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's so refreshing. What a what a good way to use your characters. <laughs> they get to do more than be a Greek chorus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They get to go off and have a mission while Luffy is fighting the big boss. And it's not just a mission. It's it's no, it is crucial. <laughs> it is it's it's, the it's not mission. busy work. <laughs> I mean, Luffy, if anything, is the B plot. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Crocodile says, "I'm surprised you figured out my weakness in those circumstances, but there's no way you'll ever defeat me, boy. You're not in my league. I'm one of the seven warlords of the sea." And then what's Luffy say? Tell me what Luffy says. If you're one of the seven warlords of the sea, then I'm the eighth warlord of the sea. Yeah! Yeah! Kick his ass! (laughs) Luffy sets to work smacking Croc around, who is more on guard now, knowing that his weakness is exposed. Luffy's plan hinges on getting Crocodile soaking wet with his water so that he can negate his powers totally, but Crocodile expected as much, and he begins to target Luffy's water barrel. Mm. Which is admittedly... A big target. Yes. We also get, like, a cool Mm -hmm. variation on the gum-gum pistol. Which is, like... The the shotgun? The shotgun, where he does the pistol, and then with his other hand, he flicks his pistoling arm so that the... He strums it like a guitar. Strums it like a guitar so that It goes boing! Boing! (laughs) So many, many fists are now coming out at once. Uh, Luffy decides to circumvent the need for the barrel totally by just drinking all of the water at once. <laughs> and he transforms into Water Luffy. I love... <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I love how this gets, a ch- this gets its own chapter title. <laughs> this makes it sound like it's a cool new form. <laughs> and he's a big fucking dork. Yeah, he and just has a big old waterbed tummy. And I love that Miss All Sunday thinks it's very funny. <laughs> seeing her smile is worth it. Mm-hmm. My delight at seeing her smile reminds me of oh no, I've already forgotten his name. The the pinwheel man. Genzo. Genzo, and how he wore his pinwheel to make Nami smile. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, Crocodile snaps at this to be ridiculed and mocked by such an incompetent idiot, and he shouts, "I'll teach you to play around with me, boy." But Luffy spits up huge water bullets onto Crocodile, and then he smashes him with a gum-gum bazooka. This is my favorite panel in this volume. (laughs) I just, I love the impact. Like, more so than the the two-page spread we got earlier. Mm -hmm. Very explosive. He tells him, who's playing around? I'm always serious. Yeah, sure. Okay. Just because my plan's stupid doesn't mean I'm not serious about it. Doesn't mean I'm not going to enact it seriously. (laughs) Uh, I love it when these self-important bad guys have to fight Luffy, because that's the most insulting thing of all. (laughs) Yeah, it's so good. It's... I wish Dave were here because he would he would have the citation, mm-hmm. but like the, you know that story about the the fool who took his foolishness so seriously. Yeah. Uh, as the fighting continues, Nico Robin removes the stakes, pinning Cobra to the wall, and demands that he bring her to the Poneglyph. Crocodile places his hand to the ground and begins to dry up and crumble the entire courtyard around Luffy. Oh shit! And Luffy tries firing uh, more water bullets, but Croc just reaches up and he absorbs them with his hand. Reminding Luffy that the essence of his powers are dehydration. 
So Luffy's trick was never going to permanently work. This you could just slap dang. a prime rib right in his hand. He can just turn it into jerky right there. <laughs> oh, man, what a useful power. Yeah, yeah. what a lucrative how, business how he's, he's missing out on. That he can just absorb his weakness. Yeah. yeah. This, is, uh, this takes me back to the um, Android Saga. <laughs> where, they, where Goku just kept firing key blasts at the androids who can absorb key, going, Why isn't it working? <laughs> Why do you think? On their way, Nico, Robin, and Cobra are stopped by Tashiki and her Marines. Uh, but Cobra tells Tashiki. her not to worry about him and to stop the bomb that's going off. That's going to be going off in the square. Seven minutes. Clock is ticking. Nico, Robin is in a hurry to get to the Poneglyph, though, and doesn't appreciate the holdup. So she summons 30 arms to snap the necks of the Marine Squadron. Wow. Yeah, her, her chill has just immediately dropped. Yeah. <laughs> she is so close to her goal now. <laughs> Please stop getting in my way. <laughs> uh, one of the luckier Marines who did not get neck snapped tells Tashigi that uh, Nico Robin has been wanted since she was eight years old. What? Answering your question from a few volumes ago, Melissa. Hmm. Uh, she was accused of sinking six marine ships on her own and has disappeared since then. They wow. got this fucking what? They got this fucking wanted poster drawn of a second grader. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Tashigi commands her remaining men to hunt for the bomb, and then she squares off with Nico Robin to free Cobra. How does that go? Uh, Nico Robin immediately disarms Tashigi and holds her own sword up to her neck. <laughs> That's a great panel. She just goes, yeah. Hands come out of her fucking wrists. Yep. Yeah. She takes the sword. Yeah. She just says, I warned you. And that's true. <laughs> she did warn her. Yeah, mm-hmm. She did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Explicitly. Uh, back at the fight, Luffy clings to the uh, ledge of the courtyard, almost having fallen below. And Croc reaches down and grabs him by the neck. Uh, Luffy hacks up two more water bullets into the air, but he misses Crocodile. Uh-oh. And then Crocodile mummifies him. Oh, oh yeah. he is the least pleasant Ugh. mummy. Rubber jerky. <laughs> I just got like chills that Ooh. really bothered he, me. He Ugh. turns into yeah. a fucking redead from Zelda. He does. Yeah. <laughs> he scared the shit out of me. God. Uh, so Crocodile has defeated Straw Hat Luffy twice now. Mm-hmm. Now he's spaghetti. He drops the mummified Luffy down to the square. And he leaves to find the Royal Mausoleum, where Cobra was taking Nico Robin. The physics of Luffy falling while mummified is so fucking gross. Because <laughs> he looks like fucking he's, like paper. He's nothing but rubber. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's just a, a goo man. But it's also like wrinkly, dried up rubber. Mm-hmm. Brittle rubber. <laughs> yeah, I've got some I mean, he, he is bands. literally one of those like toys that you put in water so that it expands yeah. to become a toy, but then yeah. let it dry out. Yeah. <laughs> I love those. <laughs> he's, he's dried out green beans. <laughs> oh, I have some of those in my fridge. <laughs> uh, what Crocodile doesn't see as he leaves are the two water bullets that missed him, quote-unquote, that actually fall back down below and replenish Luffy. Gross! But it works, uh, and I science. I love the, I love the little like, echo, yeah, bubble of you missed as they hit Luffy, because mm-hmm. Crocodile missed. always thinks that he sees the big picture, but maybe not so much. Mm-hmm. It's not always about you. <laughs> but also, do do you think Luffy did that on purpose? 
I do. He got mummified before. He understands. That's true. That's true. He got his arm slurped up. <laughs> and he's not like Piccolo where he can just rip it off and pop a new one in. Start <laughs> over, yeah. Cobra is shocked to hear that Nico Robin can read the Poneglyph at all. Uh, she tells him not to blame himself because there was no way he could know there was someone out there that could still read it. Yeah, what's on the Poneglyph? It's like... It's... Like, what is it? It, it looks like a cube? Yes, uh, the Poneglyph is a enormous stone cube with writing carved into it. Yeah, well, are you asking what is it, or was it what is it supposed to be? I, I'm asking <laughs> the the first time reader following along with the chapters as we are. Question of like, what are what? Are, hey, what are we looking at here? What am I looking at? <laughs> yeah, I appear to. So it's is a cube. It is yeah. a cube. Yeah, cool. big old stone of, cube. Yeah, it's just pure stone with ancient writing upon it. Hmm. Uh, she asks if Alabasta's poneglyph points to the location of the Pluton, but he really doesn't know, and he says that generations of Alabastan kings have been entrusted simply with protecting the poneglyph, Protect and the that cube. is their only duty to it. I also like the not-so-subtle foreshadowing of, of Nico Robin saying that her being able to read the poneglyph is why Crocodile can't kill her. Right. <laughs> mm. Oh. Mm. Didn't, didn't catch that. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Stay tuned, kids. That's what I'm here for. That's why he can't hurt me. That's an X mark that I can't even put down because it is resolved <laughs> chapters later. Yeah. 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 Uh, Usopp tries out a crocodile impression, trying to get into his headspace in order to determine where the bomb is. It's so good. Okay. How did he make his, how did make his finger so shiny? How did he paint his finger gold? <laughs> <laughs> He's method. I can respect that. <laughs> He's got a... He's, he comes prepared. Chopper cannot sniff out the bomb because there are too many competing scents from all of the fighting and gunfire in the city. We should have brought some bees. Bees are great at sniffing out bombs. <laughs> Sanji realizes that something mm -hmm. that huge would have to be near the square to even reach it if it was fired from a cannon in an arc. Uh, and I love his little skidding panel. Yeah. 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 Very good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's just running full speed, just stops mid-force, mid, mid and then just, like, screeches sideways. Like, like kind of like a crab. <laughs> I get him in the crab pose. Pell checks every rooftop, but there's no sign of the bomb or cannon anywhere, so Vivi wonders if it's hidden in a building or something. Hmm. Uh, was anyone able to guess where it is, by the way? Nope. We, we won't say hmm. yet, but... We do learn by the end of this volume. No, I, I definitely remember I had no clue until like the second it was revealed, the first time I read. Uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm not good at at, at sniffing out mysteries <laughs> when I'm like kind of in the middle. When you're, yeah, in the midst of yeah. it. Yeah, and it's in the action is like yeah. so pulse pounding and stuff, right? Yeah. Once it was revealed, it was like, oh yeah, okay, <laughs> I should have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Luffy comes across a defeated and humiliated Tashigi, and he demands to know which way Croc went. Yeah, I like her like holding the sword up in self-defense, just kind of like <laughs> accepting that he's not here to hurt her. Mm -hmm. uh, Croc did in fact pass her, and he mocked the sorry state that she was in, telling her that the sea favors the strong, and that if she wants to babble about justice, she'd be better off staying at Navy headquarters. Also... He just can't refuse an opportunity to monologue. <laughs> to to be yeah. to lord over someone. For anything. Did, 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 
Uh, Nico Robin break Tashigi's leg? Uh, it's, it kind of looks like it. It sure do. It's like a multi-arm yeah. leg lock thing. Gruesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's like locking on the kneecap and pulling the leg like the wrong way. Uh, yep. yep. I'm gonna stop looking at Yikers. that. Yikers. Yep. <laughs> I'm good. Uh, Tashigi reluctantly points Luffy in Croc's direction, and then she smacks her own head on the ground in frustration, unable to uphold the justice in her heart. <gasps> justice ha. Uh, Luffy's wound from Croc's hook opens up again, and he starts to have trouble running or even standing. <sighs> this surprises him because he ate plenty of meat. <laughs> oh, he, he ate so Buddy. much meat. You got <laughs> if you got a if you got a problem with your meat, just eat some meat. <laughs> That's what the doctors say. <laughs> he he ends up taking a little nap on the way to the mausoleum. <laughs> it's time for a blood nap. The sequence of him like stumbling while running is so well drawn, though. Like from yeah. a comic creator perspective, I, I love reading this page. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's hard to look at, but oh, it's yes. also very fun to look at. <laughs> uh, Nico Robin stands before the enormous stone cube, and she reads the ancient writing carved onto it. And Cobra asks if she found what she wanted. The countdown clock outside hits four minutes before the detonation of the Royal Square. Introducing a chapter 203, Crocodile-ish. <laughs> which I think in, uh, for some reason in Japanese trans- is, is called uh, Wanipwa. Uh, meaning? Crocodile-ish. <laughs> oh. uh, Nico Robin appears a little disappointed with the contents of the Poneglyph and asks if there are any others in Alabasta. But Cobra just says that he kept up his promise. Yeah, it's all, like, such-and-such general defended Alabasta against such-and-such enemy Mm -hmm. in such-and-such year. Uh, Crocodile arrives, and he admires the secrecy of the mausoleum, which is a detail that I appreciated. Yeah. (laughs) Like, he's a man who can respect another man's secret chamber. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Also, you know he's he's kind of sweating a little bit because a couple of his... a couple of greasy strands of hair are now lankily dangling in front of his face instead of being 100% <laughs> slick to back. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Mm. He asks Nico Robin to read the Poneglyph to him, and she does so, and recites several events of Alabastan history that were recorded in the Year of Heaven. I really appreciate the, like, slight pause before she starts reading it. Like, hey, he's not mm-hmm. gonna like this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, he doesn't want to hear any of that crap, and he demands to know Pluton's location, but she, uh, she tells him that it isn't recorded here and that all this Poneglyph contains is the kingdom's history. Well, shit. Mm. <laughs> uh, Crocodile, regrettably, has to kill Nico Robin now. No, she's so cool! Well, He says, the deal we made four years ago has come to an end. You were the one who came to me, saying if I brought you to a Poneglyph, you in turn would give me information about the Pluton. During the four years you worked for Baroque Works, you showed remarkable intelligence and leadership. That was good enough for me. I will say this, you were an extremely valuable woman. However, you have failed to fulfill your end of the agreement. The Alabastan Poneglyph reveals nothing about the Pluton. But I feel no anger towards you. Do you know why, Nico Robin? Uh, Robin tries to splash a hidden vial of water on Crocodile, always having anticipated his treachery. But he turns to sand before she can accomplish her goal. Uh, He slashes her with his hook hand, saying, I forgive you, Nico Robin, for everything. After all, I never trusted anyone from the start. Ooh. What a shit off. 
Uh, Crocodile resolves to find the Pluton on his own, satisfied with Cobra's reaction to it as proof of its existence. Uh, but the chamber begins to crumble around him. Cobra explains that he pulled out a small column that was booby-trapped to collapse the room in order to trap Robin and Crocodile with him forever in this chamber. Crocodile's not too worried about it, though, because he can just turn everything to sand and get away. Hey! <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, with only two and a half minutes left before detonation, Vivi suddenly realizes the only place big enough for the bomb to be hidden and still reach the square. Uh, so she has Usopp light a flare to alert the other straw hats. <laughs> I love that she she snatches Usopp by the nose to get him. <laughs> <laughs> Which, uh, we, we jumped over it, but um, there's an SBS for this volume, mm-hmm. where in which mm-hmm. somebody asks, Hey, Mr. Oda, why does Vivi always grab an Usopp by the nose? <laughs> and to paraphrase, it's basically like, well, it it sticks out so far, it's just so easily grabbable. It just you makes think? sense. It's the easiest handle. You, just, yeah. you grab yeah. something by the handle. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, my favorite thing about all of these panels of everybody seeing the flare is just how far outside the city Zoro has somehow gone. Zoro, <laughs> how the fuck? Where are you? Where are you? <laughs> he finds a way. He's, he's so on bad another at directions. <laughs> Zoro, read the assignment again. He's, talk- he's glaring at a snake, like, miles outside the city walls. Like, we see the flare, and it's just a little string of, of ink in the, into the air. Not only is it ridiculous that he got that far outside, but that he would think a bomb could be fired from there to reach the city. <laughs> yeah. Well, what secrets are you hiding, snake? <laughs> Snakes are treacherous, that's why they're called snakes. I also appreciate that Luffy got a shot as well, even though he's fully yeah. unconscious. <laughs> uh, Luffy wakes up from his nap, and he remembers what he was supposed to be doing, uh, and he runs off and he finds a hole in the ground with a stairwell leading down, which he deems crocodile-ish. crocodile-ish. <laughs> and the look on and his the- face. <laughs> that's such a good panel, too. <laughs> Just the grimace. It really makes the a bloodshot like eyes. Gritted teeth. <laughs> this is a man who's ha- who is ready to end this day. Vivi <laughs> uh, and Usopp run on ahead to the location of the bomb, and they leave a note behind for the other Straw Hats to find them. Uh, but instead, it tips off Baroque Works scrubs to their whereabouts. Oh, they, they get there two oh, panels later. Uh, Usopp defeats them with an attack called Usopp Noise. <laughs> Usopp, where did you get that chalkboard? He scratches his nails on He's a chalkboard. He's always prepared. <laughs> this is the solar flare of One Piece. <laughs> uh, Luffy finds Crocodile down in the crumbling tomb, and Croc is truly fed up with him now. How many times must I kill you? Ah, <laughs> oh, he says my favorite line from Aladdin. I keep killing you and killing you, and yet you keep coming back for more, eh, Straw Hat? How many times must I kill you? Uh, Luffy tells him that he still hasn't given back the thing he's stolen. (laughs) What thing I stole? Money? Honor? Trust? Life? The rain? The rain? (laughs) Uh, He wonders which to which Luffy is referring of the innumerable things he has stolen. And Luffy tells him, the kingdom. Crocodile laughs at this because it's the one thing he thinks that he hasn't stolen yet, but he is about to. Uh, Luffy tells him, when we set foot on this land, this kingdom of hers was long gone. If this were really her kingdom, she would be laughing a lot more. 
Uh, Luffy charges at Crocodile, who wonders what he hopes to do without any water on hand to hit Crocodile with. Uh, and Luffy kicks him in the face Bam. and sends him flying across the room. He says, you can't hit me, as Luffy hits him. <laughs> Can he hit me? <laughs> uh, as Crocodile reels from this attack, trying to figure out what is happening, Luffy socks him directly in the nose and sends him flying even further. I changed my mind. This is my favorite panel. Such a. F- I was gonna say this one's mine. <laughs> Such a fucking good panel. This looks like fucking that like Hajime no Ippo. You can yeah. you can like see see you can see the pieces into which uh, Crocodile's nasal bone is fragmenting. <laughs> Crocodile finally catches on to Luffy's plan. He's using his own blood on his hands and feet in place of water. His blood runs thicker than water. Hey, <laughs> blood can harden sand, sand too. The same. He just—I love the outrage that crocodiles like. Did you? Did you use blood? <laughs> <laughs> Not sanitary, you sicko. Gross. <laughs> Crocodile removes the golden sheath around his hook hand, which reveals a poisonous hook underneath. And he and Luffy prepare to square off for a third and final time. He's like, "What's that?" poisonous hook and then the very next panel Luffy's like I get it <laughs> yeah <laughs> makes sense yeah. oh yeah I, I remember Krieg yeah I get it <laughs> that sounds Kriegish. Mm-hmm. military might etc yeah <laughs> well it's it's good to check in with Luffy because sometimes he doesn't get it <laughs> <laughs> and so you want to make sure that we're all on the same page we're all page. on the same page mm-hmm. yeah uh, out in the city, Zoro runs into some marines who stop him and give him directions this to the square. Such a good page. Much to his confusion. Yeah, he's so ready to fight. And they're like, look, it's Rolando Zoro. He's like, fuck the Navy. They're just like, what are you doing here? Go the other way. Go idiot. north, idiot. North. <laughs> north, dummy. She's just like, uh, oh, okay. <laughs> Hold on to that mini X mark, by the way, of what north means. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's really relatable to me playing video games. <laughs> uh, Usopp and Vivi are saved from more Baroque Works goons by Tashigi and her men, who offer their help in stopping the bomb. I love this. This makes me happy. <laughs> I love it. I like seeing the quote good guys being actually good guys. Yeah. Fighting for justice. Yeah. Pulling their damn weight every once in a while. Hey, Smoker said, like, whatever you do here when I'm gone, that's your business. Mm-hmm. In the SBS, we get Oda telling a reader not to be a creeper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Somebody wrote in to ask uh, what color underwear Nami and Miss All Sunday were wearing. Because they're in skirts, so why can't we see them when they're flipping around and stuff? Oh, this yeah. this this fool sounds like he pauses when he's playing Super Smash Brothers Brawl or Melee. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I I love the pointed way that he starts answering the question. Yeah. Of uh, that's rather personal. What a question. <laughs> and yet you seem so casual about yeah. it. As yeah. Yeah. Be surprised yeah. if anyone thought that was weird. <laughs> like. <laughs> Didn't even give it a I, second thought, did you, before I, you sent I, this fucking postcard to me? <laughs> I appreciate that call out. <laughs> uh, Nami and Chopper are the first to meet up with Vivian Usopp, who explained the bomb is probably, almost definitely, hidden in the clock tower in the square. 
Oh, the ticking thing. Yeah. Shit. The, the thing, thing with the, the audible ticking sound effects that we've mm-hmm. been given. You mean the uh, thing hell, that, that Oda has been cutting to <laughs> every other panel? <laughs> God. Mm-hmm. Since the bomb was introduced as, a, as an idea? Yeah, we've seen more of that clock than Luffy. <laughs> Pell, when approaching the clock tower, is suddenly shot down out of the sky. No! Th- this is... every. It seems like every volume ha- gives me like a what the fuck happened here panel. And that's this one. <laughs> Can we please leave Pell alone? He's been through so much. <laughs> Not for a goddamn second. Because peering out of the smoke is what looks to be the barrel of the gun... In the shape of a cartoon frog head. <laughs> Going ribbit, 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 ribbit. Ribbit, ribbit, In case you forgot, this was one piece. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or if you're, I guess if you're uh, in listening in Japanese, it would be kero, kero, kero. We get some excellent action panels of Luffy and Crocodile fighting. Uh, my personal favorite is Luffy catching his own punch with his foot. That, yeah. So that Crocodile can't grab it. That fucking whips. It was so good. <laughs> That's called uh, that's that's called whiffing a jab to in, and canceling it into an overhead. <laughs> yeah, he definitely did a cancel right there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, after much fighting, Crocodile finally swipes Luffy's shoulder with his poison hook. Oh no, that's the uh, and he... that's the hook full of poison. The hook full of Luffy's poison. The po- the poison for Luffy to kill Luffy. <laughs> Luffy's poison. <laughs> that poison. The very same. Crocodile begins to gloat again, and he says, I've impaled you, I've buried you alive, I've dried you up, but every time you come back, however, you can't come back from this. I've won. Soon the poison will start to take effect. Oh, Crocodile. And Luffy tells him, you still don't get it. (laughs) Bitch, do you think this is the first time I've been poisoned and survived? (laughs) Also, how do you poison Uh, rubber? (laughs) I mean, rubber is a plant. Hmm. Hmm. Good point. I mean, it looked like it. It looked like he swung it at something, and it kind of dissolved from the poison. So maybe it's like it's like the dip from Roger Rabbit. Like maybe it'll just. Mm. Mm. Wasn't just that like just acid? acid? So scary. Mm. <laughs> uh, Vivi and the Straw Hats argue about what to do because even if the clock tower is the place. There's no way that they can climb it in the next minute to stop the bomb. Not without Pell's help. Uh, however, a few stories above them, Sanji sticks his head out of a window. <laughs> he says that he saw their he saw their note about a clock tower, so he just started to climb up. Even higher up the clock tower is Zoro, <laughs> who heard from the Marines to go north and mistook that for up. <laughs> he went north. It's me. <laughs> Well, I, I do I'm, that. <laughs> and I love that everyone wants to, like, reprimand him, but also he did a good thing, so they're like, whatever, just... Mm-hmm. Don't, yeah, you're an idiot, but don't come down. <laughs> just, yeah. just keep going north. <laughs> I mean, his job is not navigator, so... Uh, Nami concocts a plan to get them up the clock tower using these new pieces on the board. But suddenly, the clock swings open, and it reveals the cannon, which is being manned by Mr. Seven and Miss Father's Day, who is inexplicably frog-themed. <laughs> Miss, Miss, Miss. What a cliffhanger. In case you forgot about Baroque works being silly. <laughs> happy happy Frogther's Day. I love that Mr. Seven is just, like, visibly shaking. 
He just he's got the giggles. And he's just covered in sevens. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit, his wait, his undershirt's got the the kanji for seven as a pattern all over. Yeah. Yep. That, that's cute. The yep. little like X looking thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. He's got seven also, shaped eyebrows. He's got also s- look at the the shape of the gun. Oh fuck! Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's also a seven. <laughs> He's got like pointed. He, his eyebrows are seven. His mouth is seven. His nose is seven. He's covered in seven. His his foot is seven. Yeah, he's got, like, pointed elf shoes, but they bend at 90-degree angles to look like a seven. (laughs) So how does this work for an organization where supposedly people move up incrementally as, like, the people above them get lopped off? Yeah, isn't he? He's gonna have to, like, regrow and reshape and shave his eyebrows if he gets promoted. Oh, yeah. This motherfucker doesn't know he's Mr. One right now. Hey, uh, Jason. Hi, Yeah. That's an X mark. No! <laughs> ah! <laughs> I hate it. But I love it. <laughs> Any other thoughts for this volume? I like One Piece. Me too. <laughs> I, I, have, um, I have a question. Yeah. Uh, so whenever I, I read stuff, I have a habit of kind of like trying to figure out what the author's thought process was behind the writing decisions. Like yeah. when I see Pell get shot down... I think, oh, it's because if he was there, he would easily be able to fly anyone up to the top of the clock tower and yeah. probably be yeah. solved instantly. Mm-hmm. So that's we why... We need to disable Rivali's Gale. Yeah. Right. Uh, that's why Luffy had to take a nap so that we could learn about Alabastan history briefly. That's what I was going to ask. Like, why mm-hmm. did he have to take a nap, though? He could have He could have just been, like, a little bit lost. That's happened before. Yeah. Like, there's a... Yeah. Like, that's... Well, he's got to get that blood back. I, I think it was... I think it was because he wanted Luffy to get covered in his own blood. Oh, that's true, because he fell... That's a good point. He fell forward onto where he was bleeding. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. I think you're right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's, that's one of the things I love about One Piece, is because I always have moments like that where, like, mm-hmm. like it, I get to enjoy the story, but I also get to, like, solve a fun writing puzzle. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> he's, he, uh, he's very good at... at making puzzles out of his stories. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's what has kept it going for a thousand plus chapters. Absolutely. Is that every answer is two more questions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But there is always an answer. Yes. That's yeah. the important thing, is that it's not like fucking J.J. Abrams shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, even when it's like, oh, this was this was probably a last second decision, or he made this up in order to keep another plot thread from happening... It still Mm -hmm. works out. Yeah. And it still makes sense with, like, the previous things that have happened as as an ongoing flow of events. Yeah. It's still within the realm of possibility for what is acceptable in One Piece. Right. Uh, Any other thoughts for this volume? Uh, Crocodile's a dick. That's all I got. (laughs) That's all I got. (laughs) Sure is. Fuck him up, Luffy. (laughs) Honestly, fuck that guy. (laughs) You know? He's he's problematic. <laughs> Unpopular opinion, but fuck that guy. <laughs> also, I think uh, Nico Robin looks really nice without that cowboy hat. Yeah. Mm, good point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Also, we're T-minus 30 seconds to the bomb going off. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, that as well. That, that, how about that for a cliffhanger, children? Yeah, but the bomb deployers are distracted. That's true. <laughs> Uh, I have a question for all of you before you read the next volume. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, has everybody seen Final Fantasy VII Advent Children? I have, actually. No. Yeah, no. I just saw that recently. Y- yes, but why? <laughs> Does everybody remember the climax of the Bahamut fight in that movie? Vaguely. Uh, I, I was a teenager when that movie came while. out. Nope. Theo, you and me are just looking at each other in the bleachers, just like, <laughs> what? I'm just uh, like, I'll, Final Fantasy VII, that's the one with the cat, right? <laughs> <laughs> There's two cats. One of them's fake. Okay. <laughs> and one of one of them's a <laughs> I, one of them's a man. I remember I remember a lot of sky fighting in that uh-huh, movie. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, I'll post a clip to the Discord before we get to it. But for the listeners, I just wanted to remind you all that uh, that movie came out in 2005, and One Piece, this portion of it, was written in 2002. Mm. Oh, I see where huh. you're going. Okay. <laughs> ah. Okay. Just wanted okay. to point that out. I okay. get it. Maybe some uh, some influence occurred. We're, we are establishing a timeline. But Final yeah. Fantasy's never borrowed from another medium before. <laughs> never once. Not once in its entire <laughs> illustrious career. Uh, how about some X marks? Yeah. Oh, please. I'm I have a number of treasure. them. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, this first one, Theo already pointed out, which is that Macro has the same sun tattoo as Hachi. Mm. Uh, a life-shortening power-up. Ooh. Mm. Always fun in shonens. <laughs> a silhouette cast from the sun. <laughs> the eighth warlord of the sea. Mm. <laughs> mm. Devil fruits that can affect their surroundings, like Croc turning everything to sand. Uh, this has come up a number of times, and I've finally decided to include it, but uh, everybody keeps mentioning specifically member nations of the world government. Huh. Member like nations said, the, as opposed yeah. to like nations that are not members of the world government? Mm-hmm. Right, that would imply that there are non-member nations. Mm. Okay. Mm. Huh. Uh, protecting the poneglyphs. Uh, the specific script written on the poneglyphs. Oh, I just had a thought. Mm-hmm. Like the writing itself? Yeah, the actual script. Mm. The language it's written in. Mm. What is your thought, Theo? I mean, Do, the, if you want to share, it's the it. I may be a fool, but like, is the <laughs> is the, I mean, the pluton's a big cube. I mean, the poneglyph's a big cube. Is the pluton is. just like in it? <laughs> we'll have to wait and see. <laughs> um, so, the stuff that Nico Robin listed off the historical events of Alabasta, a lot of it uh, hasn't been relevant. Um, but she does mention specifically the year that it's written down in, which is the year or age of heaven. Uh, in Japanese, that is Tenreki. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is the One Piece equivalent of BC. Oh, okay. Hmm. And we're going to learn it in a couple volumes, but I'll just go ahead and give it to you. Uh, we have an AD equivalent also, which is when the story is taking place in, which is the age of Kyanreki or the age of the sea circle. Huh. Uh, I have two more. They are the 12th ruler of the house of Nefeltari, uh, and presumably Vivi would be the 13th. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, and lastly, Luffy got poisoned. <laughs> That's just a plot point. <laughs> Is it an X mark of how, why Nico Robin can read yeah, it probably uh, should be, now that you mention it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. yeah, sure. 
didn't think about that, but yeah, she did point out that it was unique of her to be able to read the Poneglyph. Yeah. I didn't Why know, would some I didn't know if it person ever... be able to read ancient Egyptian? Yeah. That yeah. apparently not even the royal family understands anymore. Mm, right. Also, there was the one that Jason accidentally stumbled on, which is, what if Mr. Seven got promoted? Oh. <laughs> God, to just build your entire personality <laughs> around your job title. <laughs> Sounds tiresome. Mm-hmm. What a world. I've met those people. <laughs> uh, Jason. Yes? Do you have a star chart for us? Oh, I sure do. Let's see if we can redeem yourself after last week. I heard that the stars were misaligned <laughs> last week. You gave Due to your absence, d- I assume. This is, yeah, this is what I've been hearing. Hearsay. Any- anywho, let's, let's make up for lost time. Let's talk about Sir Crocodile. Okay. Oh. He might be having a day. <laughs> he did? <laughs> I think. No. Uh, Sir Crocodile. Started off pretty good. He didn't even have to do anything. No. He just watched those people die in front of him. Sure did. But, uh, yeah, he is a, uh, he is a Virgo with a September 5th birthday. Hmm. Very nitpicky. Very mm. likes things in order. Mm-hmm. Mm. A control freak. Some yes. might say. Interesting. Well, Mr. Crocodile, I, I think even if my actually, if my guess is right, this should come out close to your birthday, I wanna say, or if not a little after. So when uh did you say the fifth? The fifth. Let me just do some quick math. <laughs> it's my favorite kind of math. Uh <laughs> it'll be a week after that. Oh, well, we're so sorry we missed your birthday, but it sounds like you had a great enough party without us. <laughs> happy belated. Yeah, happy belated. Yeah, happy belated. Sorry you got punched in the face. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not sorry. Yep. Sorry you got blood punched, dude. <laughs> Bro, I mean, to be fair, he did that. That's true. Like, that blood is his fault. If that... he didn't want it, then mm-hmm. maybe don't stab people. <laughs> maybe. You know, glass houses. How about that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sand houses. All right, here's your horoscope. (laughs) Today represents a beginning in many ways. A friend from the past could reappear in your life and bring up (laughs) memories both pleasant and disconcerting. Don't worry too much about it, though. This probably represents a much-needed release. (laughs) You might even become involved with a group that embodies goals about which you're passionate. (laughs) New friends could also come your way. Expect a few surprises... From all sides. Boy. <laughs> I do feel better about that one. Yeah. We're realigning. <laughs> uh, thank you all for listening. I appreciate everyone who is tuning into this voyage every week with us. I hope that you're enjoying the ride. Uh, Matt, where can our Nakama find you on the Grand Online? Yeah, you can find me on uh, Twitter, on Twitch, um, under the username... Define Prague, where much you'll see me doing my zombie VTuber thing. And you can find my comic on comicsology.com <laughs> called D-S-E-R-A-E. That's D-I-E-S-I-R-A-E. Go read it. Buy it. Read it. It's very good. Uh, Jason. You can listen to Matt's comic, D-S-E-R-A, <laughs> now available on comicsology.com. No, it's a, it doesn't have any text in it, actually. It's silent comic. You can look at with your eyes, <laughs> DS Ire. You can imagine the text. And while you do that, 
You can also tune into my streams at twitch.tv slash jcavs, J-A-Y-C-A-L-V-E-S. I usually stream once a week, usually Wednesday evenings if I got the time, but you know, sometimes you might just find me wherever I may be. Um, and that same name, jcavs, is just, just, just all my socials. It's just the Twitter and the Insta and all that stuff. Uh, Laura? Yeah, I'm on Newgrounds and Twitter, and that's about it right now. Oh, and Patreon, if you want to give me money, that's really cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's not forget that one. Uh, I go by... It's awful kind of you. <laughs> go by, I'm Laura, and I'm just about to finish another cartoon. I actually just finished the cleanup for it today, so that's going to date this podcast by a bit. But uh, if you want to see it before <laughs> the public, you can always give me some money. It's a $1 no. minimum. You should do it. Do it. Secret sneak peeks. Cowards. <laughs> uh, Melissa. Hey, I'm on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, under Kristaya, K-R-I-S-T-A-I-A, doing, doing whatever <laughs> around those parts. What are you playing now? I just started the Link's Awakening remake. Nice. Which the original is one of my favorite games of all time. I have never played either, so I'll check that out. It's good. It's it's legit. Like the the Game Boy, I've said it many times. uh, (laughs) One of my favorite video game soundtracks. I used to get to certain areas on my Game Boy and just set my (laughs) Game Boy down. Let it rip. Yeah. Now it is now a Walkman. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Pre MP3s. This was. (laughs) This was just run that Game Boy battery down in Tall Tall Mountains. Uh, and Theo. Look to the north and, <laughs> and just keep looking at the north and and I'll just sneak behind you to the south. <laughs> Way outside the city. Yeah. Uh, you can follow this show on Twitter at MealPeace or you can send us questions and comments to our Gmail account which is piecemealpodcast at gmail.com uh, and I would appreciate it if you would rate and review the show on your podcast service of choice and give it a five star rating so that all other One Piece fans of the world can find it and relive all these great crocodile face punching moments with oh, us. Yes. Top 10 crocodile face punches. <laughs> all Number of them. six may surprise you. <laughs> <laughs> this has been Piecemeal. Keep on dreaming. I did some searching because I had forgotten, but I cannot for the life of me find why this woman is frog themed and what that has to do with Father's Day. Yeah, I, I tried to, and I. Maybe Oda's. It doesn't appear no, to have any relevance in Japan. Maybe Oda's dad really likes frogs. Yeah, and I tried to think of. I tried to think of puns. <laughs> yeah. Well, has the outfits for the female members represented their holidays at all? Miss Merry Christmas did. Well, I guess her, yeah. But not really any of the others. Uh, not really any of the others. I mean, I don't know what people do on Double Finger. <laughs> <laughs> That's up to them. Do people get swole on Monday? I guess so. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, I don't Golden know. Week had a pretty relaxed fit. <laughs> I could see like somebody wearing that on Golden Week. <laughs> the word for frog is the same word for return. Like, like mm-hmm. if you go home, it's the same word with a slightly different inflection, which is one of few words that there's not a ton of inflection. Mm-hmm. 
in uh, in Japanese, but uh, but yeah, I don't I don't know what that has to do with Father's Day. I've, <laughs> yeah, I've been I've been like trying to like think through number puns, and sure. word puns, and kanji puns, and <laughs> anything. I feel like if it was I, known, I it don't... would be like on her wiki. <laughs> yeah. What's the kanji for frog? Yeah, it doesn't look anything like father. <laughs> <laughs> just checking. <laughs> Maybe she just likes frogs. I do too. She definitely does that. I can't <laughs> mm-hmm. imagine that she dislikes them. <laughs> or that would be a horrible torture to inflict upon yourself. Or even more so, <laughs> she's definitely not indifferent about them. Yeah. <laughs> she has an opinion. <laughs> I did just see some, uh, a little bit of, uh, uh, because the word frog in Japanese means re- also means return, uh, the frog is considered a Japanese lucky animal and seen as good fortune in things returning. Ooh. So maybe her dad left oh. when she was young. Oh. <laughs> That's terrible. Also, looking at her wiki, uh, apparently in the four kids dub, they gave her a French accent, which has generated yes. some controversy uh, because... <laughs> Uh, frog is an ethnic stereotype for a French person. Yeah. Sure. I did not know that. It's it's the easy joke. Yeah, I'm not surprised. <laughs> I don't know. Frogs, frogs. I I feel like go uh, French or Cajun. <laughs> Hello, I'm back. Welcome. Hello. Welcome back. We talked about frogs. Cool. Uh, 